Woo! The Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, here for you for, well, what I promised. Uh, I had said that I would be releasing a bunch of little episodes here and there throughout the next few days, uh, and boy, time to deliver. So, <laughs> this one... This episode is actually something I mentioned, um, I think I even mentioned it on Sovereign Tech Prime episode that I would be doing, and it's kind of a review, thoughts, processing of uh, my experience at a yoga retreat uh, that I went to. And actually right now, this is kind of unique. Um, well, I, you know, a long time ago, like maybe four, four years ago, I think I did a podcast from this couch um, in the house. Of course, I was using... Um, the H1, the Zoom H1 microphone, which I love that little thing, uh, as to where in this case, I'm actually using my uh, Cloud2 HyperX Kingston headset, uh, which I've used quite a bit, and no one's really complained about the audio quality, so, you know, no need for me to break out the Blue Yeti uh, to, to be able to... Sex and science hour for what? <laughs> Yeah, and the Sex and Science Hour listeners, of course, you can hear the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy, and she is right now making her tea uh, in, in the kitchen, which I am looking into uh, right at the moment, and she's messing with her, her scobies, which I swear to fucking Satan, those things are an alien life form, and I think they're they're farming humans to, to spread their uh, their spore amongst the earth. Uh, but anyway, that's just a theory, and not one that I take uh, too seriously. So regardless, um, Kripalu. Kripalu, I, I am not speaking of some kind of alien life form. Uh, Kripalu is the yoga retreat uh, that I went to. This isn't going to be a terribly long episode. It's kind of just for fun. But I did have some insights when I went to this thing, so I want to share them with you. Anyway, uh, Kripalu is, it's in the Berkshires in Massachusetts, um, and it's the Center for Yoga and Health. I mean, this place, this is a world-renowned center for yoga and, you know, just like wellness. It's not really a spa, um, but it, it is very famous. It, uh, interestingly, was, I mean, it's only been around for maybe, well, yeah, I say only, but it's been around for maybe like 30 years, 20 years, something, 20, 30 years, something like that. Previously, the entire, I mean, this is, it's a rather large campus. And what it was before that time, um, as I understand it, and, you know, I asked a little bit, uh, previously it was a, uh, a Jesuit monastery, uh, which was very interesting. And you can tell that it was, uh, and I'll, I'll get more into that later. But, like, there's, there's a huge sanctuary area. Uh, that is obviously, you know, this at one point was some form of church. Uh, like I said, it was actually a Jesuit monastery. And like the rooms there, now there's there's a... So, okay, l let me back up a little bit. <laughs> so you go to this place. Um, I mean, it, you know, a lot of brick and, and some, you know, there's some modern design on the outside of it and all that. Uh, but you wouldn't exactly expect it to be like this, you know, world-renowned center, uh, you know, where people go and do yoga and, you know, and other varying things. Um, but that's, you know, again, that's exactly uh, what it is. When you walk into it, you know, everything's very, very clean, uh, very uh, kind of austere. I mean, there's some paintings around here and there with some quotes. Actually, one of the quotes, like, so, you know, you're walking around, like, say, in the stairs or something. There is an elevator within it, but, you know a lot easier most of the time to get around through the stairs. Um, there was even a quote from Anais Nin on one of these paintings, which I thought was really hot. I was like, oh, that's cool. Okay, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of Anais uh, Nin's works, you know, uh, Delta Venus and all that. Uh, she, she was just, she was something else. So anyway, um, you know, I mean, like this, really just very clean, very nice looking place. And rel like I said, relatively austere. There's not a bunch of different colors. There's like, what's that plants? Yeah, there's plants all over the place. Uh, a lot of gray, you know, kind of wood paneled walls, d depending on what floor you're on. I think the place has like three or four floors to it. Um, it has, so as far as like the design of the place, and we'll get into, you know, kind of my overall experience here in a minute, as far as the design of the place, I mean, like it has, like I said, it had that one giant sanctuary, which we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Um, it has, you know, varying rooms that almost look like a degree of classrooms, but that have obviously been carpeted to allow them to, you know, be like yoga rooms uh, where, you, you know, 
so there's there's varying large rooms. Not all of them are like the sanctuary where it's this really high ceiling, but there's varying large rooms where where you know you can do yoga and whatever other kind of course, or you can do like a you can sit around you know and have a conversation for for some kind of class or something. Um, the there is a a cafe of sorts, and this is kind of interesting. This this is kind of one of the first interesting things we'll get into about this. Um, there is a you know a cafe like where there's like a little kind of like if if you're at a hotel or an airport where there'd be like a little little shop where you could get some drinks or you know some kind of healthy drinks of course in the case of Kripalu um you know and and, and maybe some kind of uh, snack of some sort whatever that's there now that spot at that cafe on the first floor and then adjacent to it further down the hall is a, is a wi-fi area these are aside from the rooms that you stay in these are the only two spots on the entire Kripalu campus, where you are technically allowed, or you are asked to, obviously they're not going to use force against you, okay, but where, where you know, they, they kindly ask that those are the only two spots that you actually use electronic devices. And I mean almost electronic devices across the board. Um, now, nobody said anything about my calculator watch, of course, uh, but I mean watches, you kind of have to have them, and of course they don't have to be electronic, but whatever. Um, but those are the two spots where, where, you know, you could use your laptop, you could use your phone, whatever. I mean, I could get phone signal anywhere in the place, you know, but they just, they kind of kindly request that you use these things there, um, or keep it, you know, to your room. Now in the rooms that are available within, within the campus, uh, the rooms themselves, let me describe these quickly. The rooms, I mean, you could definitely tell this is where Jesuits were staying because these rooms are, are very Spartan and, you know, just kind of like a simple bed, there's there's really not i mean there's no tv in there i mean it it looks like a hotel room and then it doesn't you know has a little closet has a bathroom in it um but i mean just very very austere and basic which i kind of i like it i actually i i really like i dig that kind of like spartan look i almost feel like a ranger from babylon 5 when i'm in there which is kind of cool um and there's no you know like i said no tv uh the wi-fi available does not reach to the bulk of these rooms. So honestly, unless, I mean, maybe if you're closer in, you might, you might be able to, to use Wi-Fi there. Um, but unless you have some kind of, you know, cell phone signal, which I did, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're kind of screwed. Uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be connecting um, to, to much of anything. Now they have a second like set of newer rooms that are apparently are a little more hotel-ish called the Annex. Um, we didn't stay there. And I don't know as far as like pricing goes and, and do understand, like this was kind of a, kind of a gift. It's, it was, it's not a, a cheap thing to attend. Um, but you know, like, I don't know which, which is cheaper to, you know, to stay in or whatever, but anyway, there, there, oh yeah, there's bunk beds you can share, right? Yeah. Oh boy. This is, yeah, that, that gets into a whole other thing. So anyway, so there's, there's really, you know, well-defined places where you are supposed to use electronics, because obviously this is a yoga retreat and this is about connecting either with other people or yourself or, you know, whatever. So they don't want all these distractions and maybe they have some wild theories. I don't know that they have these, maybe they have some wild theories about what exactly, uh, you know, like maybe that Wi-Fi affects you or something like, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, so, but that was fine. And I want to talk about that more in a minute. Um, but then the other major area that I've yet to, that I didn't describe exactly yet, like I said, we'll get to the sanctuary in a few minutes, uh, is the cafeteria. Okay. Um, the cafeteria is, you know, one large kind of eating mess hall. I mean, and there's separate rooms off to the side where you can, where you can go eat as well, you know, kind of overflows effectively. Um, and the cafeteria is very nice. The food, yeah, largely vegetarian, but they do offer some meat there. Uh, I mean, but there's like, you know, the drinks available. There's all different kinds of teas. There's uh, just like, you know, almond milk and rice milk on tap. Um, you know, there, there's coffee in the morning, but seemingly only in the morning. Um, you know, obviously water. I mean, you know, there's like all this wild stuff. Like, like picture all, I don't know, picture going to some kind of co-op or something. And like, imagine a co-op building a buffet, you know, imagine like, like one of these health food stores building a buffet. And that's pretty much what this, what this cafeteria is like. And the food comes as part of the packages that you get. Okay. So it's, it's effectively an all you can eat buffet. And in fact, on the tables, uh, now Kripalu is named after a Swami 
named Swami Kripalu. And like they have various quotes, you know, like from Swami Kripalu uh, on. Uh, in fact, there's even like a little little quasi shrine on the third floor that has his shoes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but, you know, they have little quotes from him and he talks about, you know, eating with moderation. But, he, you know, I mean, Swami Kripalu very, uh, very uh, in, wisely said that, well, you know, what is moderation? Depends on how hard somebody works that day. Maybe they need to eat a lot. Maybe they don't, you know, so don't pretty much don't judge what people eat. And I thought that was a very nice message to kind of have on a table uh, because, you know, certainly people could could do well to be reminded of that. Um, so anyway, the cafeteria was was, you know, that's very, very nice. Uh, just one huge room. Now, what's interesting is, is that when you go there for breakfast, they offer breakfast, lunch and dinner. When you go there for breakfast, it's supposed to be a silent breakfast, meaning you can't talk when you're eating breakfast. I mean, everybody's showing up. The, the room is filled with, I mean, I don't know how many it could seat, maybe 100, maybe more than that. Maybe, maybe I'm being a little generous. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a silent breakfast, which was interesting. There was also, there was, you know, kind of eating rooms or dining rooms, I guess I should say there were dining rooms, uh, also across the hall from the cafeteria where specifically like it's behind like a glass door and everything. And it says these are silent, uh, you know, eating rooms. So for any meal, if you just want things to be completely silent, that that's what you got. Okay, like, like, you know, you could go in that room and then everybody was supposed to be uh, quiet. Now, in the cafeteria, like I mentioned about the cafe is a different section. The cafe is a place where you could use wireless and then there's the wireless section where you could use, you know, kind of the wireless lounge where you could use, you know, electronics. But in the cafeteria proper, in the cafeteria itself, uh, it also followed the same rules where you, you weren't supposed to bring your phone. You weren't to bring your laptop. And here's the one that actually kind of ticked me off. Okay, so here, and I haven't even gotten into the positives of the place because there's plenty to talk about. But this is the one, this is the tech angle that kind of ticked me off, is that it said no, uh, you know, for the cafeteria particularly, it said no e-readers. And I thought that was kind of, I was like, what? Why? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Why, why say, you know, why, why no e-readers? I mean, e-readers in many ways are barely electronic. Like they're more magnetic than they are electronic, right? Like e-ink operates, you know, <laughs> on, on, a, on a degree of a, like a magnetic principle. Like it, it just, it didn't, it really didn't make any sense to me that one. Uh, and I, I, you know, I brought my Kindle Paperwhite, of course, um, and, you know, like even like how much, you know, how much electricity, like say there was a concern about that or Wi-Fi. Well, one, you could turn the Wi-Fi off and I would certainly do that. I normally have the Wi-Fi off on my, you know, uh, e-reader anyway, uh, you know, just to, to get even more battery life out of it. Right. But, you know, like, I mean, the I mean, they even tested this because back when there was the big argument on whether or not you could keep your electronic devices on, say, when you were flying on an airplane, you know, like they would test just how much, you know, signal was coming out of, you know, any such device. And one of the things they tested was an e-reader. And I mean, practically nothing was coming out of that. Like it's impossible for an e-reader to in any way affect the control, you know, the paneling on or, you know, the pan the, the control panels on on an on a airplane, you know, in, in the cockpit, let alone the, the person sitting in front of you somehow. I mean, like it's so fucking minimal. So I didn't really get the argument of why there couldn't be e-readers because like, I think the idea of a silent breakfast is phenomenal. Okay. I mean, myself personally, you know, when I wake up in the morning, uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I mean, honestly, well, Stephanie's still asleep, you know, and, and I'll get up and <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. It, the, the, absolutely no judgment. I, I'd love to sleep in more, but, um, you know, like Stephanie will still be asleep. So I'm getting up and I make tea and it's all a very quiet thing, you know, and, and like one of my favorite things to do if, if I can, you know, if I have the time is, you know, to break out the e-reader while I'm sipping on tea or something. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. So, you know, I enjoy a silent morning. I think it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I don't mind a, a loud morning, you know, a, a really loud morning, if you know what I mean, either. <laughs> like I'm totally game for that. But anyway, but I can appreciate a silent breakfast thing is, is like, I'd, I'd like to bring something to read and I don't want to have to carry a paper book not that i don't have paper books i have tons of them uh but yeah i i mean go if i go to kripalu again ever again this was as a gift and it would be again in the future um you know i i would definitely be bringing like a couple paperback books with me because 
you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be sitting kind of alone, having a coffee or, you know, having a little, uh, you know, little morning, uh, uh, you know, having, having like a breakfast buffet of sorts, um, yeah, I'm going to want a book with me, <laughs> you know? So, but I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that. I just, I thought that that part that e-readers, like, I just, I really don't think like even, even the screen, like maybe the concern is over the screen and e-ink screen isn't, isn't even remotely related to the screen on your, on your, uh, on your smartphone, on your laptop, your TV or anything. It's a completely different fucking technology and a superior one, in my opinion. Uh, like, I mean, there is no eye strain. You get no eye strain from looking at an, at an e-reader. So I just, I mean, that's just a personal peeve of mine. I don't think an e-reader, like, like I said, I don't even count them as an electronic device. And I don't think they should be counted as an electronic device uh, whatsoever. And I think the people that produce e-readers also honestly feel the same way. And that's why they still make them. Because, like, they may even know that there's kind of that niche for people that want that sort of thing. I'm certainly part of it. Because I look at screens far too goddamn much in the first place. Uh, and, and, I mean, sometimes by choice, other times really not by choice. You know, because it's my job. Uh, or my varying jobs. So anyway, you know, but e-reader aside, like I actually really liked the fact, and we haven't even gotten into the yoga yet, but I really liked the fact that, and understand, I only spent like a little over maybe 24 hours there. We were going to spend a longer amount of time, but there ended up becoming this, there was this crazy blizzard uh, that came through. This was a couple weeks ago. There was this crazy blizzard that was going to come through and we would have ended up being stuck there and like I you know, I didn't have all the equipment necessary to, to keep what I needed to do, you know, going, uh, and neither did everyone else. Uh, so, you know, we, we had to go, we, we had to leave, you know, kind of early to, to be able to make it home, uh, before that, you know, before that blizzard, uh, struck. So anyway, um, boy, where, where the, where the hell was I going with that? <laughs> yeah. So, so I spent, yeah, like I said, the, the whole trip ended up being, um, about 24 hours. So, but even within that time, that time, like, and walking around mostly and doing things and like even eating and whatever else without really being able to look at an electronic device, because I respected their wishes, you know, the place's wishes. It's just that simple. I'm just, you know, they didn't have to make a law. I'm just going to, okay, you don't want people using, you know, uh, electronic devices around their smartphones and laptops and all that. Great. I, I won't, you know, I, I, I can totally respect that. Boy, did that fucking feel good. Even just for that short amount of time, that felt so good, you know, to walk around like that. And I didn't even carry it with me most of the time. It just, it, it really felt great. Like there, there was really something to that. Even, like I said, even just for a day, like in a part of me, I know I can't, there's no way I can do this. Not because I don't want to, but because, uh, you know, my, my, my various jobs and gigs wouldn't allow me to do it. Like I would love to practice that like once a week spending a day, like having a little, I hate to call it this, but it, it might be the most fitting term, having a digital Shabbat, you know, to where like, yeah, I'm just not going to look at anything electronic minus the e-reader. Like I said, e-readers don't fucking count <laughs> in my opinion. Um, you know, and, and just like have a day where no electronic devices, fuck this shit. You know, like I'm, I'm just, you know, not, not doing it because that felt so good. That really, really felt so good. I mean, it was unique. It was an interesting request that the place made, uh, but I, I think I kind of get it because it definitely, definitely had me looking a lot more inward when I didn't have that, you know, that little infinity box that looked outward, right? That being the smartphone or laptop or, you know, whatever. Um, so that was cool. You know, I, I, I didn't mind that at all. Now, as far as the yoga goes, well, first off, I should say, so I attended this with the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy and her mother. Um, and it was a great time. You know, Stephanie and I had a room and, uh, you know, her mother had a, had a separate room. Um, and that, well, okay, so, so to touch on that, that was something. Like, the place was definitely really warm inside. Like, really, really warm. And I think it was warm probably because, well, they, they don't expect you to be wearing a whole lot of clothing you know, while you're there. And, and, and maybe I should touch um, on that next. So, okay. So here's the thing with that. The, obviously the place was, I mean, and I'll, and I'll just call it straight the place. I mean, you are just surrounded by, well, a lot of, a lot of very, very attractive women, 
you know, some some of them older. I mean, varying ages and all that. I mean, and, and certainly there's women that you know maybe aren't so attractive. But I mean, you're surrounded. Bottom line, you're surrounded by by a lot of women. There are guys there, no question. There are guys there, okay. And everybody's wearing, you know. Well, here's the funny thing. Like this is, <laughs> the guys are largely wearing very baggy clothing, myself included. Um, and the women, of course, are all wearing you know yoga outfits and everything, right? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Stephanie did that too, and she looked fucking amazing. Clearly, the hottest woman there. Uh, and but, <laughs> but anyway, it's just the truth, folks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just there's women everywhere, you know, and they're all wearing. I mean, there's even you know, in fact, it was really cool. One one gal I saw, she was wearing like a like she had a hoodie on, but it was uh, it was actually it was a Star Trek: The Next Generation hoodie where it looked like um you know looked like one of Doctor Crusher's uniforms, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, and and this is going to get into a, into a point here uh, in a minute, but yeah, so so the temperature of the place was largely hot, and when we were in the room, like sleeping sleeping at night, like I kind of didn't exactly have the best sleep in the world, not because it was the bed was uncomfortable or the room was you know too too Spartan or something like that, but just because like it was it was really it was very very warm um, in there and. And again, I get it. I understand, you know, why it would be that way, because, you know, it's the middle of winter and or, you know, close to the end of winter, I guess. And, you know, people in there are they're doing yoga. So it's not like they're walking around, you know, wearing fleeces and all this other stuff. Right. You know, it just makes sense. So, you know, I don't I'm not really complaining about the temperature in there whatsoever. I, I get it. It makes it makes total sense. Um, But, you know, it speaks to like, obviously now yoga itself I think has a has a stigma around it that it's mainly for women. I've talked about this before on Sovereign Tech. Now, obviously, that's not true, and it it hasn't been true for a long time. I mean, you think about even in the '90s, like I remember the Rodney Yee videos, you know, even VHS, and then there were DVDs that you could get. Rodney Yee is this very famous, uh, you know, yoga instructor um, who has. <laughs> I think he leaves. I think he lives a pretty hedonist lifestyle, personally. But that's you'd have to look at. That's getting into his personal life. You'd have to read about that yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, yoga is certainly for guys as well. Has been forever. I mean, certainly as far as within yoga's own history. And I'm no expert on the history of yoga by any stretch. Well, women weren't allowed to do yoga. For thousands of years, women weren't allowed to do yoga, which is so that that makes a much even greater irony is that in America, you know, when yoga came to America, whenever in the 60s and 70s and all that, and then, you know, really reached a a pretty, you know, kind of a hyper popularity in the 90s, uh, you know, even into today, um, that it was largely seen as as a woman's thing. Right. So, I mean, so I understand because this is, this, you know, kind of one room that I didn't talk about uh, within uh, Kripalu, which, by the way, if you want to check it out, the website uh, is in the show notes uh, for it. It's just Kripalu.org, K-R-I-P-A-L-U.org, but you can find it in the appendix of this episode. Um, but there is there are a lot of bathrooms in this place. Now, I don't just mean in the in the you know, in the rooms that you stay in. There's bathrooms all over. However. There is a ratio, okay, of how many of these bathrooms are for females and how many are for males. Um, and it is, like, it's probably three or four to one. Like, okay, they did have gender neutral bathrooms. That's great. So, but, you know, like you, like I was looking for a bathroom. I literally passed three women's rooms before I found, you know, before I, I found, you know, a men's room. And I thought that that was, and, and like, I have no problem with this whatsoever. It makes absolute sense that something where it's largely women attending, you have more women's bathrooms. I mean, that's, that's pure logic. Like, you know, it's not a complaint for me. I just found it interesting. It's just something that I noticed, uh, you know, and again, I have zero issue with that. Also, um, they did have like, um, they had saunas there and they did have a men's sauna. They had, they had a, a you know, a, a women's sauna and they had a women's uh, hot tub apparently, but there wasn't, a, and it was, it was a nude, it was actually a nude hot tub, but it was only for women and there was no men's hot tub as far as I could see. Now, understand exactly what I'm saying to you. I have no issue with this. Why? Because Generally, guys aren't going to this thing. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't or they can't. Obviously, I did, and I had a wonderful time. Okay, but 
it just makes sense. You know, <laughs> like, like, of course, this is exactly what you do. Uh, so and, and I think it was it was kind of weird because, like, I was commenting on that, you know, at various points. And it's like, no, I don't feel like, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't feel marginalized at all. I just understand why it's set up that way. And I just found it to be interesting. Um, like, I literally didn't feel marginalized. And honestly, if you would feel marginalized in that case, I think you're fucking ridiculous, uh, you know, as, as a guy. So anyway, um, yeah, so that that's that that's kind of an interesting thing. So let me let me talk a little bit about the yoga, and then I want to get into kind of the larger picture, uh, you know, kind of my my larger takeaway uh, from from attending this. So the yoga, the the first when we when we got there, uh, we went to this. We we went to kind of like a more gentle yoga class, which was actually really good, and it was led by a guy. Uh, I, I want to say his name was Chris. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, it was Chris. Okay. Um, and he, he did like, I mean, just a tall guy, you know, kind of looked a little bit lankier, had a good soft voice to him. Good at, you know, good affect. I mean, just, and you know, you're there and you're, you're doing little moves and I mean, it was really like, you know, I'm not new to yoga. I've done it with Stephanie many times. Um, you know, and I, and I enjoy it, uh, especially the gentler types. Like, I mean, usually if it's something where I'm really going to be working out, you know, you're doing a lot of downward dogs and raising legs and everything um, like that. Sometimes I'm not always feeling up for because usually I have already done a workout, you know, during the day and, you know, I'm kind of fatigued or whatever, you know, physically. Uh, But yeah, anyway, this gentle yoga was, was great. Uh, It was really, really great. And I wasn't the only guy in the room. There's probably two other guys there. So, you know, that, that was cool. But there was, I don't know, maybe 20 people, something like that, in this one room. Um, and, you know, we were going through the motions and everything. And the instructor, Chris, was really great because, like, you know, he wanted to, you know, he was, there was no judgment. And, I mean, if you wanted to, you could have just been, you know, kneeling there in child's pose the whole time. If, if you wanted, if you didn't feel comfortable. And that was the nice thing too, was that really this whole place, I mean, like it, it really felt like that judgment free zone, you know, to where, you know, every, everywhere you were, everything you were doing, everything just seemed like, yeah, no, every, you know, everybody was, was, was really nice. I'll talk more about that in, in a few minutes. So, but we're in this room doing the yoga and like he would, you know, the, the instructor would kind of say, okay, now you kind of want to do this. And he would ask if he was going to touch you to like, to kind of help you out. Uh, and he helped me out at one point too. And he would ask and he would say, it's like, you know, may I help you? And it, it was, it mean, just, it was really great. Like, I mean, the guy, you know, when you're a guy and like I said, with the amount of women there, like, I, I think you kind of, you might want to be like a little extra careful to some degree, you know, because certainly, I mean, there's plenty of cases. I mean, and there's whole videos that make fun of this, frankly, even though it really does happen where, you know, you have that new age yoga guy who's the instructor and he really uses it to, to kind of, uh, uh, you know, do untoward things, you know, towards, towards the women that he's instructing or whatever. This guy wasn't that at all. I mean, just very, you know, very, very, very slick in what he was doing. His presentation was incredible. You know, his instruction was very respectful. All of it. I, I thought it was, it was just, it was fantastic. It was a great experience. It was a great way to start off, um, you know, the time that, that, that we were there. Um, and so we, you know, we did that. In fact, there's even, it was kind of funny. Like I, if, well, I have wondered, I, I'm just, you know, kind of being jocular with you, but, uh, you know, like I half wondered if the, if the dude was gay because, <laughs> he, was, you know, I just mentioned the thing about the women, but he comes up to me and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's just, he's like, you know, he, he kind of touches my shoulders. He's like, it's like, yeah, rest those big, big shoulders, you know, let, let, let them hang down. And, <laughs> and then he kind of like, kind of felt my side, you know? And <laughs> he's like, almost like he was like sizing me up. It's like, all right, well, how's his lats or something? I kind of felt a little bit and whatever, I didn't care. I mean, and that, that, that was probably just me, you know, reading into it, uh, you know, reading in, into it a bit, but I just thought that that was kind of funny. So anyway, so that, that was kind of a running joke, uh, you know, th- throughout it and whatever. And, and that's fine. I mean, he could have just, Oh, what Stephanie's coming over. What is it? Love? You know, a lot of these new age people say, they say like, you know, gay, straight, they're just like labels that we assign to our sexuality. Yeah. And really everyone has like masculine and feminine energy within them. And we're just attracted to <laughs> the masculine and feminine within other people. I think there might be something to that, you know? Sure. 
sure, that that's but something. I, get, I was saying I didn't get a gay vibe from the instructor. No, I didn't either. I'm like I said, I'm being kind of joculent. So yeah. Though I don't know, I don't know what possible feminine energy I have. But anyway, and and I don't mean that as any kind of like derogatory thing towards feminine energy. Obviously, I worship feminine energy. You do, and I'm attracted to. Oh, that's nice. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so so yeah, so we did this, and and you liked you liked that opening yoga, didn't you, love? You can just yeah, you did. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it, it was, was good. A great way to start off our time there. I felt like completely different when I got out. You know, like yep. Sometimes after you haven't done yoga for a while, you realize like how tight your legs get in your back, and at mm-hmm. least I do. Sure. And then when I got out, I felt like I was way more loosened up, and it lasted until the next day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, that's true too. It's like it, it, I kind of felt the same, where it felt like, yeah, it was kind of a lasting experience, which was something. So anyway, so we did that class, and that class ended, um, and I almost boy during a shavasana, which is where you rest at the end, you know, and you kind of take in the experience of what you did, and you're just laying on the floor. Like I think I started like snoring, <laughs> so like I fell asleep because it was a really long shavasana, uh, which I'm not used to. But th- anyway, that was fine. Um, so anyway, so we, we did that. Then we went off and we, you know, we had dinner and the dinner was, I, I really liked it. Like I, I really, really enjoyed it. Now, I mean, I had uh, a, a few years of my life when I was young where my family was vegan. So, you know, I, I can appreciate a vegan meal here and there. It's not my choice now, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't entirely vegan. There was, there were meats to be had certainly. Uh, but I, I really, really enjoyed the dinner. Uh, that that was awesome, and and it was it was a you know I want to talk more about the eating experience and the experience overall uh, a little bit later on in this. So anyway, so we did that. Then we you know we kind of went up to the rooms and you know relaxed a little bit. And then they had like this, I, and I don't know I forget exactly what they called it, but then they had kind of this nighttime uh, thing that that you know to attend. And we went to that, and it's uh, called Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra. Okay, so th- that so we went to we went to that, and this was like I don't know an hour long or something like yeah, it was about an hour long. And this is within that sanctuary. Okay, where it's like literally like a church sanctuary if you've ever seen one. You know, very you know tall tall ceiling. Um, you know, kind of the big lights hanging down. You, you sort of had like a, like a faux stained glass of sorts. Uh, and for whatever reason, I assume this wasn't there when the Jesuits were running the place. But I mean, like there's these red lights all over the place. I mean, it looked, let's just be clear, it looked positively satanic. I mean, it was really, and, and you know, Jesuit conspiracies aside, okay, because <laughs> there's plenty to be had as far as that goes. Uh like it, it yeah it it kind of fit <laughs> like like it fit everything you think about jesuits and then it fit you know understand this like christianity a lot a, a lot of uh christian denominations consider yoga to be literally of satan like they consider it a satanic practice uh in fact there's books out there the christian books that really are teaching yoga, but they just name it something else. That way it's not yoga. And that way they don't think you're calling in, you know, the spirit of whatever, you know, uh, Shakti or something, or, uh, you know, <laughs> name the, name the, you know, the, the, the Hindu God or goddess or something, you know, that, yeah. So like it really, really fit the bill. And I just loved it because, you know, there's, there's probably like 50 women in there and, and some guys, you know, and myself included, and it's just you kind of laying down and breathing and going through this whole breathing exercise and everything. And like I said, it goes for about an hour, and you're blindfolding and all this stuff. And I mean, I'll you know, I'll admit, I wasn't feeling it when I was there, but there has certainly been times in my life where I have fantasized about such a situation. <laughs> Because, like I said, I mean, if they just had organ music playing, like it, it would have been a, you know, it would have been a black mass. It it was so good. Uh, But anyway, so I, you know, I'm trying to, I, I lay down during this. Okay, and that's the thing. You're supposed to be laid down and you know, kind of blindfolded and everything. And I'm worried. I'm like, oh boy, I'm gonna fall asleep. God damn it. And. You know, I do everything I can to keep from doing that. Apparently, at some point, I did. But, like, I spent the time, I I didn't do a great job of, like, kind of participating. Only, be, not because I, I was, like, you know, loud or, or something like that. Even though, I'm, I don't know, I might have snored or something. <laughs> but, 
Uh, other people there certainly were too. But like I, what I tried to do to stay awake because I was worried I'd fall asleep. What I tried to do is just tried to think of I, like literally I was spending the time while laying there. I was spending the time um, just like thinking of uh, future storylines for um, you know for the for Sovereign Tech for you know for the Sovereign Universe and everything. And but at some point I I guess I zonked out for a little bit and then when it was over you know I kind of I, I I woke back up. Um, and, and after that, you know, felt great, admittedly felt very refreshed and was actually ready to go kind of right to sleep. Didn't end up doing that. Spent a little time in the room doing some things and, uh, I had to do some audio editing and ended up doing that. And we ended up, they yes. It really easy to fall asleep. They roll up the sidewalks at nine o'clock. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Meaning like, right. Everything Nothing is going on in the place. In fact, we went down to the Wi-Fi cafe to check our emails and do some work at like 10 or 11. It was like 11 and it was dead 11, empty. There was no one else there. Yeah. And yeah. the yoga classes start at like 5.30 or 6 the next morning. Sure. Admittedly, though, like in the varying, in some of the rooms, like near the cafeteria and everything, like they had a lot of tea and juice and other stuff like available 24-7, which was really nice. Um. So, yeah, right. So it is easy to fall asleep there because everything kind of ends at like nine o'clock at that place. You know, the, the, the cafe closes and all this stuff. Um, so, you know, we worked, did a little bit of work after that, but ended up going to sleep, I think, pretty much before before midnight. And then, you know, went, got up the next day myself. I got up at uh, like seven, like breakfast or it wasn't seven. It was like seven thirty. And breakfast runs kind of early or, you know, runs from like, I think seven to like eight thirty or something like that there. And I just, I wanted to get some coffee and I figured, well, you know, I'll see what they have as far as breakfast goes. The breakfast was amazing. Like I said, it was a silent breakfast. Ended up, uh, uh, Stephanie's mother ended up joining me. Stephanie was, you know, still sleeping until, you know, we were going to get her up. So, <laughs> which is totally fine. Again, there, yeah, no, no judgment, lovey. Um, so... <laughs> So anyway, so, you know, we're having coffee and, um, and we weren't as quiet perhaps as we should have been, but that's okay. I, I, I really appreciated, you know, even the concept alone. Uh, and then we went to, there was a grieving, um, uh, kind of course or like, yeah, anyway, there was a, you know, a thing that we went to and we caught that. And then after that, uh, that, that was very interesting. You know, that was kind of a more mental kind of introspective aspect of yoga, um, and then we went to, we went on a hike there. Uh, well, we went and, we went and, and got lunch and then we went on a hike at like one thirty, uh, uh, which was this just beautiful hike kind of through the Berkshires there, you know, I mean, still within kind of the campus, uh, you know, at large, but, uh, just a, a fantastic, you know, stunning hike. And in fact, I, I shared some of the pictures on various social media, um, of Stephanie and I you know, from that hike. And it was, uh, I mean, it was just really great. And there was an, a part of the hike where, you know, kind of the, the, the leader, you know, kind of the, or the guide, the hike guide said, okay, you know, let's have it be a silent hike for like 15 minutes. And that was fantastic. That was great. Got to do a lot of great thinking, uh, just very enjoyable. And, you know, there's plenty of snow on the ground too. Not that I mind that it was fairly cold. I don't mind that either. I, I prefer it actually. I'm cryophilic. Uh, and I just really, really, you know, really enjoyed that hike. Uh, after the hike, ended up coming back, and um, and and then you know not not long after that, uh, you know, we left to to try and uh, beat this you know huge blizzard uh, coming. So anyway, that that was that was the whole thing. Uh, and and like I said, I really enjoyed it. I loved the atmosphere. I actually really loved just the kind, you know, just the the, the simple asking, hey you know, be a little more conscious with your electronic devices and let's just not have them everywhere and let's not have them be a part, you know, of, of the events and, you know, of the, the, you know, what gets organized, uh, you know, Acropolo and everything. And I, and I thought that was fine. And I, I actually, I, I really liked it. Now to speak to the overall thing and kind of the, the overall takeaway that I had, and this is you you might think that what I'm about to say sounds crazy. And if you do fine, that's how you feel about it. Um, but it's how I felt about it. So, you know, everybody has to deal with it. I really felt like, now I'm not a huge fan of yoga. Okay. I mean, I don't mind it. I, I, well, I like it. Okay. I'm just like, it's not like something that I consciously think about, okay, I'm going to do this today. You know, I'm a, I'm 
all about physicality. I love going on hikes. I love walks. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do it whenever I can. Um, certainly, you know, if, if like if in, in my perfect life, I do it every day, uh, you know, working out, I, I do my, my level best to work out every single day. Uh, you know, so it's not like I'm averse to, to physicality, the, the exact fucking opposite. Um, just yoga, you know, isn't something that necessarily tops my list, but I get it and I appreciate it and I respect it. And I actually really, you know, enjoy it when I get to do it, depending upon, you know, what other physical, you know, activities I went through, uh, you know, through the day previous. Um, and I love watching Stephanie do it. I mean, certainly. And I usually sit with her when she does do it. Uh, unless her time doing yoga is the same time that I'm working out, then it's a little bit different. But otherwise, I love sitting with her, you know, and, and even just watching her do it. I mean, first off, it's fucking sexy as hell. But but second off is, you know, it's just really impressive to, you know, to, to watch people, especially that are that are good at that craft, you know, to, to do it. It's really something. Um, but, you know, so that's that's kind of my thoughts on yoga overall. But, you know, that said, again, me not being this huge fan of yoga, like, I, you know, I, I would sit in this place, you know, I'd look around, and particularly when I was sitting in the cafeteria, like, I, you know, I felt like I was looking at the future. Like, it was, it was really kind of weird. Like, I almost, and, and granted, this is, a lot of this is my own, in my own head, because they're analogies that only I would come up with, because of, you know, my, my personal experience and attachment, you know, to the subject matter. But, like, I, I sort of felt like, like what was running through my mind the whole time was that, okay, this is what it would be like to hang out, like, in, in on 24th century Earth. You know, like, this is what it would be like to be at Starfleet HQ. You know, <laughs> everybody's looking, pr- or not everybody, but a lot of people are looking very, very healthy. Um, you know, everybody's wearing clothing that, you know, maybe, I mean, well, yoga pants are popular to wear all over the place now. I mean, everybody wears them at the grocery store and everything because they're just so damn comfy. But, you know, everybody's wearing, I mean, like, it, it kind of felt like paradise, even though it was in the middle of winter and everything. But, like, you know, you really got that sense. Certainly part of that was, is I'm a guy amongst not so many other guys, and, you know, and there's kind of women everywhere. You know, like, I, I get that aspect of it, right? But, and, and you know, and all and the women there, I mean, super friendly, you know, like, like there must have been five, six conversations get struck up just while I'm grabbing some almond milk. I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was or at least, I mean, many conversations, but it was just, it was very nice. It was just super, super nice. And everything was kind of like never, there wasn't anything like very loud. And it's one of those rare places where I've been, you know, you, I mean, if you're at a hotel, even, even if you're at like a theme park or places where you're supposed to be having a good time, usually you see a few people with a look on their face, like they're just ready to pop. They're just ready to scream about something, you know, or they're just, they're mad or whatever. I mean, nobody in that place had that look, you know, it was, (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel like it's like, you know, you hear all these like, you know, liberal dreams and I don't mean liberal, like classical liberal, I mean, liberal, like, you know, leftist, you know, just speaking in conventional terms today, like this is like, I think this was like the liberal dream come true, you know, kind of being there. <laughs> I mean, in so many ways, you know, with, even with what the food was offered, you know, and, and all of this shit, it wasn't exactly communal living, but y- you know what I mean, whatever. But like, I, I just, I felt like seeing this, you know, and obviously a place like this couldn't exist without the market system, you know, so please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm just saying that like, I felt like I was looking at the future. Everything was so peaceful. People were healthy, you know, and even like even even eating, you know, kind of in that in that cafeteria and everything. I don't know. It just it felt like some kind of a sci fi movie or an episode of Star Trek or something. It really did. And there it was. And it was right here. And, and you know, one of the instantaneous things that came to my mind was and I don't know if I'm going to ex- get this quote exactly right, but. You know, I love the quote by William Gibson. He said, the future is already here. It's just not very evenly distributed. Now, people hear the phrase evenly distributed and they freak the fuck out for no good reason, frankly. Um, But, you know, his just point being is that, like, yeah, you know, all these futuristic technologies and all that stuff, look, it's already out there. It's just not not everybody can, you know, has access to it. It doesn't mean everybody has to have access to it. Calm the fuck down. All right. It just means that, you know, like it's not there. And and that's what I kind of felt like, like you're here and it's like, holy shit, you know, like this is 
like too bad the whole world isn't this way, right? <laughs> you know, in in one sense, I mean, everybody can have their, you know, obviously as an egoist, you know, I think everybody should be able to choose how they want to live in the first place. And it's certainly not everybody the way they want to live is going to end up looking like Rapalu, uh, you know, by any stretch. Uh, but whatever, just to me, I felt like I was looking at what the future could be. You know, and it was really, really something to see people come together. I mean, and a lot of people, frankly, at that. And like, and and just to like really be able to live this. It was really something. It was amazing. Nobody was yelling, you know, and there was laughter. I mean, and, and people just were being, I don't, I don't want to get into woo-woo terms, but everybody just seemed kind of centered and grounded. I mean, maybe outside of that place, their lives are a fucking mess. I, I you know, I could totally accept that. Okay, but, you know, there, it worked. And, you know, what parts of, you know, what allowed for that? What parts of the environment, you know, that, that the people at Kripalu, you know, the people that run that center, you know, that they created that, you know, really allow people to, you know, to kind of live that life. And there were people there that were sad. Like I said, there was there was a grieving, uh, 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 you know, kind of, uh, I'll say course that was, that was had there um, or class or something. And, you know, there's certainly people that are very sad and all this and had some very deep emotions that they need to get out. And obviously there was traumas and tragedies in their life and everything. But, you know, they could get a, they could go, you know, they could be in this environment. And, and I think I really, I felt like it was a very, you know, healing environment and a very accepting environment. It was a non-judgmental environment. Um, I mean, and yeah, there's filters. Okay. It's not a cheap place to go to. All right. You know, I, I get that, that there was, you, you know, that there's certain like socioeconomic filters that even allows, you know, like people to, to be able to attend a place like that. But it, it just it was something to really be able to see. Uh, it, it was it was downright, you know, shocking to me because you never see like that real life example of that sort of thing. You know, but like I said, it, it felt I felt like I was in I, like I, I really felt like I was on 24th century Earth for a little while and it felt great also you know because when you hear 24th century earth you're thinking high tech right it felt great not to have the technology there and i was kind of reminded like um you know speaking of star trek i was reminded one of my favorite star trek movies uh star trek insurrection with the baku um where the you know the one uh you know kind of the love interest for picard in the movie um where you know she's like she says you know we learned that you know what 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 could be found out in outer space that can't be found right here, you know, meaning in their little community and within themselves, you know, kind of in that inner space. And while I don't agree that, you know, that there's some kind of like folly in exploring outer space, I think that's how you actually get the, because this argument comes up a lot, right? That, you know, it's ridiculous that people want to go to outer space when they don't bother, you know, really to explore themselves. Well, I understand that point, okay, and it's about priorities, that's really what's being discussed, but in my opinion, humanity's never really going to be able to explore what's inside if we don't get the fuck off of this rock and get away from the people that are just really always going to be, you know, like, just this this, this domination culture, and be a part of it and express it and reinforce it. So, you know, to, to explore inner space, I think we need to get to outer space, but for a brief moment for a day and it could have ended up being longer and whatever i felt like i got an experience you know i i had an experience where i saw what a world where people really do look inside and they pay attention and you know they they concentrate and they connect with others and themselves and all that like i really got to see that and that was amazing like that i mean that was just it was absolutely amazing um now admittedly, like, I mean, you know, I, I could say some, I could say some pretty incendiary things right now, um, if I really wanted to, uh, like I could say, you know, what, what allowed for that? Is it the environment? Is it, uh, you know, perhaps the, the monetary, you know, the economic level that the bulk of the people attending, uh, may have achieved, um, that allowed for a certain lack of worry? Well, I, I mean, that can't be a hundred percent it, because I'll tell you, you know, even if you have a, a lot of money, you know, there's the old saying, right? Mo money, mo problems. Uh, believe me that, you know, that can be a reality. Uh, if, you know, if you don't have your head on straight, uh, and you don't make unfortunate choices or, you know, and, or if you make, uh, you know, unfortunate choices, but you know, 
Well, you know, like I'm reminded of uh, Forest Troop. If you've never looked up, looked into Forest Troop, this is a, a troop of baboons. Now, let's be clear here. Humans are not baboons. Uh, they may be closely related. A lot of them may act like baboons, but humans are not baboons. But uh, so baboons are largely seen as a very aggressive species. Uh, you know, they, they regularly. Yeah, just just very, very brutal. Um, so something that happened and I want to wherever this happened in South America, I don't remember exactly. But this is, uh, you know, a, a few a few years ago, uh, maybe a couple decades ago. What happened was, is that a, a troop of baboons and they were called forest troop and a troop is, you know, what they call their, their kind of, the, you know, that's, that's what their society gets, gets called. Um, you know, what, what passes for a society with baboons. Uh, a lot of the males were on a hunting expedition and they found, uh, you know, a resort, uh, you know, a human, obviously, you know, vacation resort. And they started eating the food out of the dumpster, and the food got them sick and actually killed off 75%, I think, of the male population of the forest troop of baboons. And so you ended up with, you know, this, you know, a population within this troop of 75% females, 25% males. Now, again, baboons, and, and you can look into this for yourself, uh, it's, it's a tremendous story, and granted it's one case, but then we don't exactly want to go offing 75% of a troop population of baboons just to prove this thing to be right, of course. Um, but within, like, a generation of, you know, of, of this forest troop, because of the large amount of females and the, honestly, smaller amount of males, uh, it, they ended up like the forest troop became it, it was no longer this aggressive species within one generation suddenly it's this incredibly peaceful I mean they're acting more like bonobos than they were you know baboons um, and it, and you know what's the one event that could possibly bring this on this dramatic change in what is normally you know like a, a, a baboons uh, uh, you know the life of, of baboons the only thing it could be is that well holy shit the ratio of males to females you know just drastically changed and so i say this not as some kind of slight against men because why the fuck would i slight myself okay but I, you know i'm just saying that was that part of what made this such a peaceful experience and such an introspective experience and and otherwise is because of the ratio of you know is this like forest troop there i'm just tossing that out there okay I'm, and that's my own personal no one else said this you know i am an individual the other people that attended uh you know do not share my thoughts necessarily blah 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 this is just my own thoughts on it uh and i i just i thought that was fascinating you know and and i wondered how much of that was a part of it you know i don't know <laughs> just tossing it out there but it, it was just like i said i really felt like i was just i was like glimpsing at the future and it was it was it, it was really an experience if you have the opportunity uh now granted kripalu is like a really high-end well-known yoga retreat but if you have the the opportunity to you know take part in a yoga retreat uh, i definitely recommend it if you've never done yoga i wholeheartedly fucking recommend it i think yoga is like i said it's an absolutely wonderful thing you know, I, I like I, I really get it. And I think um, and, you know, certainly Stephanie has talked to me about these sorts of things like that. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of the ancient yogis and all this, like they might have been onto some things, even though they didn't exactly have the right scientific terms and right, uh, you know, attribution to certain scientific concepts like they, you know, yoga, yoga, you know, really does help the human condition, I think. Uh, you know, I, I don't doubt that uh, at all you know, and, and maybe there's, you know, some interesting explorations to look into as far as what yoga uh, allows for. And if any of that was contributed to the wonderful time that I had at Kripalu, uh, you know, then boy, I, I, I want to promote it all the more. So I think yoga is again, just a fantastic, uh, wonderful thing, uh, you know, to, to get into, um, in the future, when I have more time, if, you know, if I have more time in the future, I think personally, I'd love to make it, you know, a, a bigger part of, you know, my, my, my routine, you know, my, my daily or weekly routine or something, you know, right now, I mean, I'm concentrating, you know, more on, on strength training, uh, you know, weightlifting and, you know, working out, you know, in, in those respects. Uh, but you know, it, I am totally game for yoga being a bigger part of this because, you know, if it leads to anything like I experienced at Kripalu, like I just, I, I thought it was wonderful. And, you know, I, I do want to add this in 
and this way it'll go to like an even hour. This episode, even though I only planned on it being 30 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, I do want to add this in. Like, at first, when I got there, admittedly, like in the 90s, this used to be a thing. On cartoons in the 90s, like I remember it on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I remember there was a cartoon called Cops, and it was an acronym for Cops. Um, and and there was a bunch of other, even on G.I. Joe, they did this, where like this new health spa would open up in town, and it would attract all the rich you know, into that place. And like you, it would end up being like, like the spa was actually some kind of like dastardly, like terrorist run thing. And it was all about like either mind controlling the rich or, you know, whatever, getting their money away from them and all this stuff. And like at first, you know, and, and, and usually it'll end up becoming kind of culty or something. Right. You know, like I remember when Casey Jones <laughs> ended up going to one of those things in Ninja Turtles, it was badass. <laughs> but anyway, so like when I first see the place, I'm like, boy, this just feels like one of those one of those, uh, you know, retreats and one of those places that all the cartoons I watched as, as a kid in the 90s uh, warned me about. <laughs> so at first I was like very, very averse to this sort of thing. Um, but, you know, it's just cartoons and whatever the fuck message they were trying to send, <laughs> you know, by putting those kinds of storylines into shit. I fuck. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they were trying to say with with that. But it seemed to be a prevalent thing uh, in the 90s to not even just in cartoons. TV shows would do it, too. And even movies. Uh, but whatever I, I i don't i don't get it but i yeah i didn't feel i could see where like kripalu because some of the and i wanted to actually i wanted to talk to some of the instructors because they talked about how like attending kripalu like completely you know turned around their life or completely changed their life and i'd love to hear the more of the stories around that um not that i felt in any way that anything about this place was culty you know and i could see where a place like this could really become culty very quickly uh, but I, I, I didn't see really any aspects of that. Granted, I didn't spend a ton, a ton of time there uh, yet. I hope to go again in the future. Uh, but, I, you know, I didn't I didn't really, really feel that at all. And like I didn't leave there suddenly thinking. I mean, yeah, like I said, like I've been saying, look, I think yoga is a wonderful thing and all. That. I didn't suddenly leave, you know, leave there going, oh, I need to do yoga every day. I got to be, you know, all over it and all this stuff. Um, and I respect anybody that does want to do that. Of course, I, you know, I totally get that. But so, yeah, I didn't feel it was culty or anything before anybody says that, you know, nah, I don't get it. And and I even looked online, like, is there any like stories about Kripalu being culty? And I couldn't really find anything. It's just a legit place that I definitely can see how when people go to this sort of thing, it doesn't just have to be Kripalu. It could be, you know, any kind of retreat or yoga retreat that, and there certainly are retreats that are culty. I know that, but you know, that like, that a lot of these yoga retreats, I see what people get out of them. And I think it's beautiful and I think it's wonderful. And particularly with Kripalu, like I said, I felt like I got, I got this kind of weird glimpse into the future, not the perfect future, but a future, you know, that, that is, that, that could be very, very enjoyable and that, you know, maybe humans could achieve. So anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, Stephanie, did you have any closing thoughts that you wanted to share on Kripalu at all? Uh, I'll give you your, your opportunity. If not, go ahead. Hmm. Oh, you kissed me. Okay. Well, that's nice. Is that your closing thought? Okay, that's real sweet. Did I say anything insane? No, I don't think so. I'm glad. I'm really glad you had such a nice time. I mean, I'd I'd like to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought even like one day was was like a perfect amount of time. Yeah, um, one day can can actually help like out it, a lot. We, we did a ton in one day, and um, I felt different afterwards. Sure. Now we were only there for one day, so. Sure. No, you're right. You're right. Cool. So anyway. There you have it, folks. Uh, you know, as I said yesterday, uh, new Sex and Science Hour will be out this week. I actually have another episode I'm going to be releasing this week for patrons. Um, and then there will be a new Sovereign Tech. we got a Dynamite one, uh, you know, lined up uh, for, for this week. So there you have it, folks. My time at the pub. Just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N-Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love. 
and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution. 